This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With over 12 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Now listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be Financially Tuned. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned Radio. I'm your host here, Mike Mansfield. I'm a certified financial planner here in Ventura with the Lind Group. As always, we've got Tony Shore here. Tony, thanks for joining us, my friend. How you been? What's going on? I have been so good. I can't stand Woo-hoo. it. If I was any better, I'd be twins. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've been doing good. Be twins? <laughs> There'd be two of me. If I was any better, my name would be Michael Mansfield. Ah, yes. That joke never no, gets old. Have you... <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Well, you asked how I was doing. I'm doing good. I've had a great week. I'm in a good mood because I'm on the radio with you. Yeah. Oh, this is fun. But as always, there's lots and lots and lots and lots to talk there about. Is. There's always something going on. You know, it's a it's a busy time. You've got the earnings coming out. You got economic data coming out. And to be fair, in that camp in the world, things are doing pretty good. You know, there's a lot of good, strong economic data, a lot of things that justify the health of the economy, the health of the housing market, the health of these things. There's always contrarian comments, you know, for every I was joking. Someone emailed me um, an article the other day that said, oh, the big crash is coming. And I responded and I said, hey, you know what? I can send you back one that says the market's going to go straight up. So we we could do this all day long with articles. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, for every doomsday, there's a there's a heyday. Yep. And and that's what's tough, because we have a tendency, Tony, of always kind of one of the problems with finances, I think, is is the access to information now. In the old days, you would actually wait for your statement to show up and say, oh, what's going on? And that's even if you looked at it and even if you got it and all of those things. And you were a little more patient. And now, because you can access things all the time, you can turn on the news, you can look at your phone, there's content and accessibility all over the place. And so for this stimuli, it's, you know, people are always looking at things and always getting all, you know, upset and panicked about things. And and you got to be careful about that. I mean, I'm even guilty of it. I sit around and I read financial stuff and I do research. I mean, this is kind of the, the world that I live in, but sometimes I get entrenched in it too. And you're like, geez, you kind of got to take a step back because there's just too much going on that, that what is really beneficial, you know, should we be following every single headline? Tony, I know you do. That's how you, that's how you make the uh, show. Yep, yep. I love, I love yeah. to follow every single headline. <laughs> You just got to be careful. I mean, right now it's just this this constant tariff crisis. The tariffs are going to kill us. Um, you know, and it's funny because oftentimes when you look at a headline that is upsetting, you have to look at the math behind it. Because right now there are two major things. Well, and not right now, but always there's two major things that drive markets. Let me guess. The tar- the tariffs okay. and the video game Fortnite. <laughs> They're what's driving I mean, I the market. I 
I don't play video games, but I keep hearing about that video game from kids. I know. Well, me you know, too. Like I don't. Kids I don't walk play by Fortnite. That's the thing. It's so popular. I just assume it's so it's huge. All the rage. It's driving the market. It's. It is. It's the world. <laughs> so, back to reality. Okay, Thanks for that, Tony. The um is the things that drive the market are numbers. So financial information, data information, and emotions. And those are the two big things that are constantly fighting one another in the market. You know, is the financial economic data sound? Therefore, how do we make a decision? Then again, how do we emotionally feel? Are the headlines freaking us out? Are we upset? Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. A couple of good examples of this. Uh, do you remember a handful of years ago, Tony, when uh, when Greece was burning down on the news? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. the markets went crazy. Yeah. Markets are going crazy. I mean, heck, you can go back to a lot of time periods, in two, especially in like 2015 and stuff, where we had these big market sell-offs pretty quickly. I Brexit think, you know, 2015. No, okay, you're reading ahead on my notes, Tony, <laughs> you cheater. No, I'm just throwing that in there. I remember, God, I remember come on, Brexit. Man. Uh, I was going to be like, whoa. Yeah, same, same deal with Brexit. We'll talk about that one next. But the idea with Greece was... Oh my gosh, look at the country's going belly up on all of their debt. This is crazy. What are we going to do? And it's all the headlines. And I can remember watching the news and there's riots in the street and it's just this big ordeal. Causes a big wing ding in the U.S. stock market. Market goes down quite a bit and then ultimately it recovers pretty quickly. But the point is, is emotionally, it was very scary to see that. Oh my gosh, what's going on? The calamity, the world is starting to fall apart. What are we going to do? You better run and hide, go sell your stuff. But when you looked at the math behind the situation, you know, what kind of math did Greece bring to the world? Greece has an economy smaller than Oregon. The total outstanding debt, Tony, that everyone was fighting over was something like $415 billion that they were going to ultimately, ultimately default on with the EU. Now, granted, that's a lot of money. However, $415 billion is kind of like a sneeze on a Tuesday around the United States part. It's really not that much money relative to the gravity of the problem that people were conveying. I mean, I can remember a few years ago. We're trillions of dollars in debt. $400. Yeah. Yeah, That's nothing. Throw throw it on top. Let's let's buy Greece. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) Lump it on there. No big deal. Actually, that was the joke, wasn't it? That Apple had enough money to buy Greece or something at one point. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah. you know, but but it's funny because we allowed that to erode our stock market in a quick, short period, like, you know, 15% or something. Big pullback in the market. But when you look at the math behind the situation, it didn't really warrant that big of a pullback in the stock market. Why are we going down so hard over a country that has no major financial impact? They they import the, or they affect the import-export business with the United States by less than 2%. You know, it's a very small issue, yet the emotions drove our opinion. Now, what's funny is the market crashes, and then that same year, a couple months later, we have our quarterly earnings come out in October. They're strong. And all of a sudden, boom, market goes straight back up. Oh, what? Turns out Greece wasn't that big of a deal. Turns out we were just kidding. It turns out whatever. Emotions helped us drive the market. Financials brought it back to where it should be. And then you brought up the other one, Tony. What was that? Uh, that was Brexit. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump the gun. The Brexit. God, the Brexit. I mean, that was like watching a movie on TV. It was yeah. fun. I stayed up you know, all night watching the votes, and, and at first it was going the one way. We're going to stay in the EU. 
Ooh, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this. The market's going to be awesome. And then all of a sudden it shifted. You know, they, they pulled all the votes from whatever district and all of a sudden things were different. And in the end, by the end of the night, you know, the Brexit thing goes through as it did. And the futures on the stock market, you know, they have the futures going at nighttime. They're down like a thousand points. You're going, oh my gosh, this is going to be an ugly day tomorrow. And in any case, over a two-day period, this is now, what was this, June 20, maybe 8th-ish of 2016? Yep. It's, yeah, I can't remember my own birthday. <laughs> the um, <laughs> That was your birthday? The, the st- <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, in this time period, you know, the Brexit thing happens the next morning. It's like a Thursday and a Friday. The market goes down a 1,000 points. Boom, just landslides down. And people are like, oh, it's all over. You know, what are we going to do? So emotionally, it was really scary. But the reality is you got to go back to the math of the situation. And what was the math? The math is, well, one, the Brexit thing isn't even going to happen for a number of years. I mean, it hasn't even happened yet, really. Um, And two is you're talking about not a country just disappearing off the face of the earth. We're talking about some perhaps some inefficiencies with trade relationships once again, on European countries causing this massive United States sell-off. So it's funny because the math didn't really support the size of the sell-off. Right. Now, granted, the emotions were probably there. And what I mean is, is does Great Britain mean a bigger problem for the EU? So maybe there's kind of a forward projecting there. But the reality was people freaked out quickly. It's all over. And, and the reality was after two days, boom, the market shot up like a missile, went to all new highs because they said, oh, we were just kidding. The math's not that big of a deal. Motions and math make the world go round, Tony. <laughs> math? I was told there would be no math, but you're saying it's the key to everything. <laughs> so I'm in trouble, yes. right? That's why I have you. That, My exactly. trusted financial exactly. advisor, So right? we, can, we can talk about this stuff. You got it. Well... You know, that was pretty daunting and upsetting, and, and it's going to lead into the tariff conversation. But, hey, let's take a break real quick. Sounds like a plan. Um, if you want to talk more with Mike Mansfield about all of the emotions and math of, of the stock market, if you don't have a proper retirement income plan, if you want to set up a complimentary consultation, come in to talk to me to build a plan, understand your Social Security, understand all the pieces of your puzzle, and certainly get a free complimentary copy of my new book that just came out, uh, How Your Financial Planner Failed You, give me a call. 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. We're going to take a quick break here real quick. Tony and I will be right back after this. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from The Lynn Group by visiting thelingroup.com or calling us at 805-500-7035. And welcome back to Financially Tuned with our amazing host, Michael Mansfield of the Lynn Group and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, Mike, in our first segment, uh, you covered a lot of ground there. You talked about how uh, the market volatility is driven and what drives it. I suggested the hype 
and popularity of the video game called Fortnite, which all the kids are talking about, but you and I have no idea. All the rage. Uh, But you said no. You got serious on me and actually cited some examples of where crazy things have affected the market that maybe shouldn't have, like Greece uh, in debt, the, the Greece debt crisis, and then the Brexit vote in England, which is like over there. Uh, but it's a global economy, I think, is the lesson there. If those things, sure. you know, England sneezes or Europe sneezes and the United States market gets a cold. So uh, that's a, a troublesome indicator. But speaking of troublesome indicators, you mentioned briefly in our last segment that you were going to talk about the tariff situation. And this tariff situation is crazy. And uh, I hear a lot of people saying the sky is falling and uh, people are upset by it. Uh, What's (laughs) your take? Obviously, this could affect the markets and has been to some extent. You're right. They're tariffing me apart. (laughs) They're tariffing you apart. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, Well, that's what's funny is, you know, as usual, it goes back to just kind of the rhetoric and the drama. Uh, you know, side note though, you know, after after you're joking about that that popular video game, do you remember that that um, that Nintendo one, um, uh, the Pokemon Go thing? Oh yeah, Pokemon Go, like, where people were wandering the around. The most popular thing for they're wandering know, through someone into streets in front of a car and then, without looking up and yeah. running into foam poles. Sure. I was at dinner the other night uh, celebrating my birthday. Woohoo! And um, we were down at Aloha Steakhouse down on the promenade. And I look over and there's a kid playing it. And I was like, oh my gosh, what happened to that thing? That was all the rage, you know? So it's kind of like this Fortnite thing you're talking about. It's funny how things uh, have their have their moment in the sun. Yeah, ebb and flow, ebb and flow. And then, you know, before True that, it was that. Minecraft. And that's kind of died out a little bit. I mean, a lot of people still play it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just trends. Uh, and speaking yeah. of trends, is, is the tariff thing, though, that could be a legitimate concern, the not just a trend, trend, right? Or, well, and and that's what it is. Remember, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Tony. It's it's numbers and emotions, and so we have to decide in the conversation so far which one should be driving our opinions. Should it be the the emotional fear of all the headlines? Oh my gosh, these tariffs, the trade war, it's all over. The world's in calamity. It's going to end. Or do we attempt to look at the math to try to find some purpose behind this stuff? Because look, there's some pretty simple math in this in in just a very you know, simple thought on, on the tariff plan. So look, the United States imports $500 billion of stuff from China. China only imports approximately 150 billion from us. So just right off the top in the, in the, in the trade war, if China got super duper duper mad and they wanted to tariff a hundred percent of everything that we're sending over there, we still have plenty of wiggle room. We still have three hundred and fifty million dollars, or excuse me, billion dollars worth of stuff that we could tear off on top of. Then, so we are truly the United States in the in the just talking about direct tariffs is sitting in the power position. We are the the authority here, and you know even though we have this obnoxious back and forth thing going on, and I'm going to do this and you're going to do that and blah blah blah, the reality is the United States is in a strong position. I think what's even more interesting about it, Tony is you look at the math a little deeper. If if China tariffed 100% of the stuff we're sending over there, it would affect our GDP by 1%. However, if we tariffed 100% of the stuff they're bringing in over here, it would affect their GDP by 4%. 
That's significantly worse. It's significantly scarier for them to be in a tariff debate with the United States, I believe. And so, to be fair, I think a lot of this is rhetoric. You know, it's just kind of everyone's finding their stance so that ultimately it can go to a negotiation and get sorted out. Now, granted, maybe you, the listener or whatever, the headlines, you don't like the way this is going about. And I don't disagree with that. It's a little exhausting. It's a little concerning. But the hope is that China sees the concern that we could have a much stronger negative impact on their gross domestic product. And that will help these negotiations ultimately take place. So I think that I think we're in a good position from a number standpoint with what we have going on. So that's important. And, you know, those are the things that you have to kind of bake in behind the headlines. If you just read the headlines, we're in a trade war. It's all over. That's scary. It makes you want to sell everything. But when you start to look at the math, just like a Greece, just like a Brexit, you have to say, well, you know, I don't know that the math warrants this massive, massive, massive concern, a major market sell-off, things of that nature at the moment. Gosh, Tony, you could take this back even further. You know, we started tariffs in the beginning of July. It was like $34 billion. I think it's officially proposed at like $50 billion of stuff. But the U.S. isn't totally stupid. You know, they went and picked $50 billion worth of stuff that doesn't really have a major, major impact on the U.S. GDP. So it was kind of that, um, that warning shot that, that let's, let's tariff all this stuff that shouldn't be that big of a deal. And hopefully by then everything will settle down. Now it didn't. And <laughs> it this is accelerating. Yeah. It yeah. hasn't yet. I mean, I even had someone come in the other day. Well, now that they have the 200 billion more of tariffs, it's all over. And I said, well, actually, technically that's not true. 200 more billion were proposed. And that has to go to a committee, I think, with the Congress, and it takes 60 days for them to like approve all of that and do yeah. all of that. So, no, it's all rhetoric and talk at the yeah. moment. None of that stuff is A lot real. of this is just talk. Although the soybean, uh, soybeans, tariffs on soybeans that China would put Soy. on, that's, a, that's right. a concern. My grandfather's farm is mainly, they grow soybeans and seed corn, but oh, really? in, in southern Minnesota, that's a big, huge oh, well. producer of soybeans. So, yeah, oh, Minnesota, southern Minnesota and Iowa are the biggest producers of soybeans there are. And so they're looking at a huge problem if that, if that actually continues and happens, but, but hopefully it won't. So. Wow. The, um, now did you say that was your grandfather? Yeah. My grandfather, he's 97, but he still owns all that land wow. and, and people farm it for him. So. Wow. Didn't, didn't, wasn't, wasn't Minnesota a red state? I uh, no, no. Minnesota is always a blue state. Oh, so who'd your grandfather vote for? Maybe we should figure that out. <laughs> We're and not going to get into we're not going to get into taking sides. We can on start show, writing letters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That could be a concern. Uh, I have no idea who he voted for, to be honest. <laughs> but the point here is kind of big picture is before you get panicked just off of a headline, try to think about it a little deeper. Yeah. Try to understand a little bit of the math, the economics, the, the financial, the statistics, the quantitative analysis, whatever you want to call it. Think about that a little bit, because sometimes, like Greece, like the Brexit, some of these thoughts get a little overstated, yeah. and really what you're doing is you're panicking in a moment of perhaps opportunity. Mm. Uh, but now, what is real? What do we need to pay attention to? Because there is, like you said, a lot of noise out there. 
Well, and isn't that isn't that totally true, Tony? There's just so much going on. We have so much stimulus with our phones and our TVs and our technology. There's always data and there's always opinion. There's always a newsletter. Trust me, I see it myself and I get it all the time. My clients constantly forward me stuff that their friend heard. And, you know, hey, what about the the Ron Paul? You know, it's just, there's just always something going on. It's, you know, it's pretty exhausting in a lot of ways. But look. The benefit of working with a financial professional like myself is, is I have the ability to eliminate emotion in your financial plan. That is something that you have a very difficult time doing. Emotion almost drives your financial plan. So when I create a retirement income plan, I don't think about emotions. I don't think about drama. I'm not overly worried about politics. What I do is I try to build a comprehensive plan that just checks off all the appropriate boxes. Where is your income going to come from? What is your tax liability going to be? What do we do about long-term care and estate planning? You know, and all of those bigger picture things all of a sudden drive the investment decisions. They drive how much you should appropriately have in the stock market or in bonds or in cash or in insurance policies. So by just having a non-emotional plan in place, I'm able to help you kind of put your own emotions in check because let's be fair. The reality is, is when we use emotions to make financial decisions, and we could probably even look back on this, more often than not, we are wrong. You know, if we're using our gut to decide when to buy and sell a stock, more often than not, we're wrong. And I know that because I've done it myself over the years. I said, I'm not going to do the research. I'm not going to do the data. I want to sell this because X, Y, Z emotional reasons in my head. I sell it and, you know, then it's always up. That's just the way things work. You've got to be worried about the things that really impact you. Heck, is your social security record accurate? You know, that's impactful. That's That should be concerning to you more so than the, the hemming and hawing of today's stock market. Um, do you know, Tony... It takes 35 years of earnings to create what your social security benefit's going to be. Wow. Well, I, I had heard well, that. that. You had mentioned that to me, that they look back at your uh, 35 years of work and add up. Right. Right? And, and so what's tough about that is that they're not always accurate. You know, this is the government. These are, you know, people putting things in places. You have to check that information. Did you know if you find an error on your earnings record, so if you made, you know, and I always use an example, I, I met this guy a number of years ago that in 2012 and 13, it said he made zero money when both years he made about 80000 Well, that's huge. That really impacts his earnings yeah. record. Now, if there's an error like that on your record, you only have three years, three months, and 15 days to get it fixed. What? Yeah. And that's from the end of that taxable year. So it's funny because we can be all hung up about, you know, all the world news and all the headlines, but there are some real structural things in your life happening behind the scenes, like something as simple as making sure your social security record is accurate because it's a ticking issue. If you don't notice it, if you don't identify it, and if you don't fix it within three years, three months and 15 days, well, it's cooked in the books, my friends. By the way, what a weird time frame. You know, who thought of three oh, years, three well, months, and 15 just, days? Yeah, don't get but. me started. The 59 and a half rule, <laughs> the 70 and no, a the half. the 70 and a half. A half. No, no, it's not that. It's April following the year. Yeah, it's the April following the year. You turn <laughs> 70 and a half. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, we couldn't you know, have just made it seventy. I get it. Or fifty nine or sixty. It's fifty nine and a half. That's ridiculous. <laughs> but look, your social security is going to be with you as your friend for the rest of your life. Seems like a pretty important thing to make sure is That's correct. That's huge. I I, I didn't That's realize that actually. You know. You got other things, just just even simple tax liability. Everybody gets massively hung up on investment management as the only piece of proper financial planning when it's just a small piece of the puzzle. But what about your tax liabilities? Anybody help advising you on what your income plan tax liability is? I met someone recently, they came in and they were distributing all of the cash out of their savings. So basically tax free for the next five years. This is what their their financial professional told them to do. And then when they got to 70 and a half, then the next phase was they were going to live on all the money in their 401k. And I said, okay, that's fun and great, but there's a couple things there. One is you're going to go from a massive amount of tax-free income to now 100% taxable income. So even though on paper you might still make the same money, you are going to have a fundamentally different experience with your net return based on your tax liability. And two is, Taxes at a minimum are going up now in 2025. So why on earth would you do that? It makes no sense from a tax standpoint. It might have made sense from some kind of investment management. Well, I'm letting my investments grow and I'm living on the cash and whatever rationale there was. But these are the things that you need to look at. These are the things that you need to gravitate towards. You need to have a tax plan in place. You need to understand your social security complications. Those are important, Tony. This is the stuff that makes or breaks people's situation. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Yeah, well, you know what? And we're out of time for today's show. It just flew by. Why don't you let our listeners know really quick how to get a hold of you before we go? If you want a second opinion or you don't have a proper retirement income plan, if you don't have your retirement plan on paper as a cash flow, knowing what accounts you're using and what the taxes are and what the income is and what the Medicare penalties are and all of that stuff, if you don't have that in place, you are probably missing out. If you give my office a call, I would be more than happy to work through that stuff with you. Complimentary, no cost. It's going to be a huge value to you to start to formulate a proper retirement income plan. Our office is 805-500-7035. That's 805-500-7035. You can visit my main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. And we're right here smack dab in the middle of Ventura. We're right on Victoria and Phil, right across the street from the government center. We're easy to get to. We're off of the freeways. But look, you only got one great chance at, at formulating a proper retirement plan. And if you screw that up, it is what it is. You're not going to go back to work. It's going to be difficult to get stuff done. So give us a call. Let's sort this all out before you're stuck. 805-500-7035. As always, we love our listeners. We love the feedback we get from the show. So feel free to email in. Feel free to ask questions. Those are the things that we can address in, in coming shows. Otherwise, everybody have a great weekend, and we'll be back the same time, same place next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com. 
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Michael Mansfield and the Lind Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 